Robert, uh, on, on this last point, I, I'm not sure what you suggest we look to. You say we should not look to what the practice was in 1868. Should we look to what the practice was at the time of Roe or what the practice is today? That is, what the states would, would do, left to their own devices? Your Honor, I believe that you have to look very generally at whether the nation's history and tradition has respected interests of bodily integrity and autonomy and whether uh, there has been a tradition of respect for equality of women. Those are the central and core values. But not values to, not to abortion women. in particular. Well, this court is, is, if the court was only to look at whether abortion was illegal at, in 1868, that is at the time of the adoption of the 14th Amendment, it would be placed in a very difficult uh, situation because it, at the time of the founding of the nation, at the time that the Constitution was adopted, abortion was legal. Well, pick, was, pick 1968. You, I gather you wouldn't accept 1968 either, though. Well, we think that the court ought to look generally at the principles that, the, that, that this uh, decision protects. That ought to, to, while it is important to look, and, and I, I would not urge you to ignore uh, the state of the law uh, at different periods of our history. Uh, it is only one factor in a variety of factors that this court has to look to in determining whether or not something is fundamental. And fundamental status in this instance derives from a history of this court's uh, acknowledgement and acceptance that private autonomous decisions made by women in the privacy of their family ought to be as respected and accorded fundamental status. Certainly, uh, the uh, the anomalous posture of the fact that abortion was, a, was legal at the time of the founding of the Constitution and then illegal at the time of the adoption of the 14th Amendment would place this uh, court in a very difficult position that his rights may be guaranteed under the Fifth Amendment and not the 14th, uh, merely because only the exact state of the law in 1868 is the factor that the court is This is not an antiquarian argument you're making. I mean, you would have made the same argument in 1868. I think he would have said the mere fact that most states uh, uh, disfavor of, uh, abortion is no justification for this court's saying that it is not therefore included with it. You would have made that same argument in 1868. I would, and, the, and that is the argument that this court has made in many instances uh, in rejecting exactly the state of the law uh, prior to the granting of fundamental status. That is, this court, if we were only to look at whether state legislatures prohibited activity, in determining whether or not an activity is fundamental, uh, many of the most precious rights that we now have, rights to travel, rights to vote, rights to be uh, free from racial segregation, uh, would not be accorded status because, in fact, state legislators have acted to inhibit those rights uh, at the time of the adoption of the 14th Amendment. Some of those are mentioned in the Constitution, like racial segregation. Your Honor, this Court has recognized that the rights at issue here, that is, the rights of of privacy, the rights of autonomy, flow from the Liberty Clause of the 14th Amendment, which is also mentioned in the Constitution. The, the debate centers on what is the meaning of that term liberty, uh, and we think that the precedents of this court uh, that began uh, at the end of the 19th century and have uh, proceeded from this court to the very present uh, logically and necessarily include uh, fundamental rights to decide uh, whether to carry a pregnancy to term or to terminate that pregnancy.